0: For this episode, we wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which this podcast is recorded, the Wadjuk Noongar people. We wish to pay our respects to Elders past, present and
1: emerging. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome back everybody, Product Sisters podcast and
0: you are
1: joined by your usual host Jess and Sean. We got there. <laughs> Hello, how the fuck are you?
0: I am wonderful. That was so weird that you did the intro. I it know. kind of made me uncomfortable. Well
1: you didn't get your shit together so I just stepped in.
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I couldn't help it, but yeah, thank you so much. Um I'm good, sis. I'm good. Uh we're bloody finalists, babe.
1: Get the fuck out. Who is she? You know, I was strutting around the house naked the other day before a shower and I was like stuck and I was like, I'm just practicing for when I walk on the red carpet. It was like stop getting the shower. I was like, stop it, you're looking at a celebrity. How do you feel, dating a Celebrity? I am famous. I don't know if you know but you're going FIFA and missing it and that's okay because in that meantime I'll become best friends with Hamish Blake, so it's fine.
0: It's fine.
1: But I'm a
0: famous. Yeah, so if you haven't seen our big post that we've done on Instagram, we are shortlisted into the final group for the education category for the Australian Podcast Awards and we are dumbfounded. How the fuck did we get there? I I do not know. I don't know. They have lost their sweet minds over there um, at iHeartRadio, but wowzers!
1: There are so many judges, though. So, like, it can't just be one person that slipped us in. No.
0: Wow. That's a group group slip up there. We love it. We're very thankful for it.
1: I cannot bloody believe it. And, like, I'm working that whole week and then performing that next night back in Perth. But I'm like, we have to go. We have to. We have there.
0: to. We can't not. Uh, we cannot uh, not.
1: No. Nah. I've and- just got back from a little boozy brunch. So I'm a little bit spritzy. And the whole time, we were, like, looking up the most extra outfits. And they're like, do oh it. I dare you. I'm like, yeah, I reckon. I'm just, <laughs> I reckon I can do it.
0: We'll have to get Kira to style us.
1: Yes, we will.
0: We should definitely do that. And maybe
1: we should get our hair done over there.
0: We should definitely do that because I don't want to do it. No, me
1: neither. I don't want to do
0: the mess of my hair. I can
1: do my face. That's about it.
0: Yeah, same. That's about it. We got our hair done in the photo shoot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's do that. But um, we were talking about it, Jess and I, when we um, got the email. And we were like, "Uh, how did we do this? And then Jess was like... What did we even submit? I was like, oh, you know, I did that clip. She's like, didn't we just talk about ants?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure ants featured quite heavily, though.
0: No, it was just a little blip in the middle about when I got excited about the huge ants when I went away in the, in the bush.
1: And, you know, if they um, think that is a podcast of the year, you know, they should really hey, tune in because it get, mean, does get better. <laughs>
0: It gets better and it gets more um educational, I feel. It was just more about me talking about how amazing ants were. Anyway, we've spoken about ants again now. Um but I'm glad you're a bit boozy. This is gonna be funny. I it feel. will be.
1: Oh mate was like he picked me up because they were kicking on. Like this was a brunch that turned into lunch, which turned into dinner. And I'm working tomorrow, so I was like, no, I need to be home at a relatively responsible hour. And old mate was like, babe, I can pick you up at 4 pm because then he had an army thing on. So I was like, oh, yep. I should say yes. The girl's like, nah. And I was like, yeah, no, I will. And then we got in the cart, and old mate was like, babe, you're not recording tonight, are you? I was like, yeah. Yes, I am. Oh, yeah. I'm going to record, going to make you dinner, going to slay. <laughs> anyway, I'm here.
0: Anyway, I'm, I appreciate you for being here. Thank you so much. Because you nice. are on a 12-hour tomorrow, thank so I do appreciate thank you thank and you. your time. Thank you. um, but, but how are you other than boozy?
1: Um, I'm, like, pretty good, I think. Um, yeah? Uh, what's happened? What's happened in my life? Actually, to be honest, this week I was saying to old mate, I am feeling so much better. Yeah? And I think I put it down to it being cycle-related. So I had, I ovulated, which thank the Lord, you know, we're here. It's been, it's gone. But since I ovulated, I have, my symptoms have halved. Stunning. So I don't know what the fuck my hormones are doing, but I'm feeling heaps better this week. My, good. Like my fatigue levels, my feet, my back, my nausea. I'm still shitting 10,000 times a day. But aside from that, I actually do feel so much better.
0: So do we think it's cycle-related and or the diet? Are you still doing that inflammation diet? Oh,
1: you know how to trigger me early, don't you? Um, so the diet. Uh, let's just say I got to a point where I was so hungry, like disgustingly hungry, that I became yeah. a bad person. I was not nice. I couldn't stand up we went to this organic whole food shop and old mate was literally just trying to be lovely and find all the things that i could eat and i was like i'm gonna fucking pass out i can't be here anymore and then i went all starry-eyed i was like i can't live off carrot and zucchini and (laughs) it was not good and then we we didn't an argument's probably a push but we just had he just wants to fix me he's like well if this is an option to fix you let's just do it yeah and he's very disciplined and I probably am not so much and I was really Mm. giving it a crack for a few days and then I just got so overwhelmed and I think it was everything just compounding on top of me yeah but I had a moment to myself and then I came back and I said to him I just said look at the moment I feel like everything in my life is being controlled I feel like you know, I'm doing acupuncture on specific days. Hello, buddy. Mm. I'm doing acupuncture on specific days and I'm doing chiropractor on these days and I'm not eating dairy or gluten or sugar or this or that and I'm reducing the garlic and I'm doing those things and I'm taking 20 tablets a day and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm doing bloods and appointments and pissing on sticks every day and I just mm. feel like everything is just so in a box sorry there's like 18 sirens just going past at the moment yeah I don't think I've ever had a siren ever go down my street but there you go there was three ambers hope everyone's wow okay.
0: hope everyone's okay
1: um but yeah so I just I said to him I just said I feel like I'm very very lucky I've always had and I know that when I speak about this a lot of people don't but I'm very lucky I've always had a very positive relationship with food
0: and mm-hmm. it's always
1: been quite restrictive anyway because of being a Gluten free gal and things like that. So I'm like, Mm. I eating and socializing and socializing over food is a pleasure for me. And I feel like everything else is really restricted at the moment. That by taking that away from me, that's a pleasure. And I don't Mm. think I can give it up at the moment. So we have a serious chat, and I said, look, we don't even know. It was just the naturopath saying, "Give this a go." She thinks it'll fix me. So I am doing. Yeah. I'm doing a low histamine diet, and I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I am doing fo- like FODMAP friendly and those kind of things. But I'm not doing the SIBO phase one, phase two, phase three because I got so overwhelmed. And when I looked at one website, it said you couldn't have this in phase one. You open another website, and you said it could. So like, yeah. I don't know. We just hadn't done our research properly, and we dived in to what was pretty much carrot and zucchini and chicken and beef. And I was like, Disgusting. I just, I don't know. I couldn't commit. So I just said, I just don't think t- the time's right. But if there are things I cut out and notice that they help, I'll keep cutting them out. But for yeah. now, like I don't want you to judge me if I go out with my girlfriends and eat something that I want to eat. And I don't want, yeah. you know, that I was like, we don't argue. I don't want to argue about food. Like I like
0: Yeah. Food. Yeah. So
1: anyway, that's kind of where we're at with the old diet situation.
0: Okay, well, and that's a valid assessment, right? Like, yeah,
1: and I really had it's to... It's too much. It did, and I, I had to, like, really think about it, and then it was, like, brave of me to say, like, at the moment, I can't. Like, I feel yeah. like everything else is being taken from me, and I don't want that, too.
0: Yeah, it's, it's having some level of control on your very controlled life. Yeah. Um, because of your health, and I think that's a that's something that a lot of people can relate to and that feeling of uh, your condition is driving and you're just gripping on for dear life and you have no choice yeah I just so, don't want I, it
1: to be all of me which
0: at, yeah when the
1: food was included I was like this is too much
0: now. literally affecting every element yeah. of your life yeah. yeah I hear that that's and that's good. Well done for um, you for assessing that yeah. and speaking that as well. And
1: I think Mate thought that maybe I'd feel pretty shit as soon as I stopped. But then, interestingly, I ovulated and I felt better. And I had gone mm. back to... Obviously, yes, I've cut some things out. Um, like I've yeah. not had any chocolate still. And I haven't done like those kind of things. But not yeah. hardcore. And I actually do feel better. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And like I, so, did we actually ovulate? We actually
1: we Yay! actually did. Um,
0: wow. Uh, you
1: meant to test positive for two days. Look, I only tested positive for one, but, you know, we're taking it. We're taking it. and We'll take it. That's, that's it. 24, we'll take it. We'll take it. I have we'll um, it. my fertility appointment next week. So that's
0: Amazing. So, um, yes. That's yes. so exciting. Yes. 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 Proud of you. Thanks. Proud of you. Thanks, doll. How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Thanks, babes. Um, I have had a very wholesome day. And it has been divine. So um, you all know my work wife, though. And she made me this gorgeous dot journal as a leaving present when we moved to Adelaide. And it's basically, for those of you who don't know, it's like each page has a different subject. And you color in a square a day. And that color of that square reflects a feeling that's like on a key on the side. Anyway, at the end of each month section there's a page and it has different um diaries or calendars of that month for different things like whether you went for a walk or ate three meals brushed your teeth taking your meds like all of that sort of stuff and one of them is a self-care one and i've been doing this diary now since july maybe And every month, the self-care calendar at the end of the page is near empty. (laughs) Like maybe bar one month when I did one thing. I maybe put a face mask on. Who am I? So um, I was like, fuck. This is dire when you look at it. When it's not colored in. When all of the other things are colored in. Um, So today because Zach has also had an extremely stressful few weeks with his um, work, um, I decided to surprise him with a little day date at a spa. So we had the most divine day. We went to, it's a place in Adelaide called Blue Lagoon Float and Spa. And so we did like a little cute couples package and we got half an hour float session, half an hour massage and half an hour facial. The difference on the float was that instead of it being in one of those like alien pods, it was in an open Roman bath. So it was like big open room, lights, and you know, it was gorgeous and you didn't feel suffocated at all. Um, And you got to do it together. Um, And it was so much better than the first time I did a float. Number one, it was for half an hour rather than an hour. Number two, there was music and vibrations sent and through the water. Well, you don't talk to them because you're like fucking passed out meditating. But you just know that he's there. Um, so I couldn't really hear my heart ticking that much. And um, the J wasn't as stingy. So, Great. you know, win-win. However, this week I did get IPL and was very aware of it as soon as I stepped I in the water. I you were... Uh, <laughs> but that settled down pretty quickly and then the massage and the facial was just amazing and bless my therapist, the massage therapist. Um, she does like the whole briefing thing beforehand. Um, and you obviously have to do like a list of all of your medical stuff. And she started with me and I was like, yeah, I'm the, I'm the difficult one. He's easy. Um, and so she was going through, through all of my, um, ailments as you say. Mm -hmm. And, um, i had circled medium to firm uh in pressure and she was like i just want to check like are you sure i was like yeah girl like she's a tight little mess back there um and she was like okay just let me know blah blah blah. anyway went in and it was a beautiful massage um and at the end she was like firstly i before we started i was like sorry i forgot to tell you this in the consultation at the beginning." please don't be alarmed if you hear ticking. It's just my heart. I have a valve and I've forgotten to tell my massage therapists in the past and it freaked them out. So I'd like to warn you (laughs) that you may hear some ticking. Uh, Don't worry. It's just me. It's expected. Um, And she was like, okay, sure. No worries. And then after the massage, she was like, thank you so much for warning me about your heart. Yes, I did hear it. And I was surprised. (laughs) I was like, You're welcome. And then she said, I'm so sorry that you're so tight and have so much tension in your neck and shoulders. I was like, how bad does it have to be for your massage therapist to to go? Oh, doll. I'm so sorry you're living with that. I was like, yeah, what are you going to do? But it felt good, whatever you did. So (laughs) thank you very much. So, yeah, that's hilarious. Um, So... (laughs) Oh my God. we love that but yeah other than that babe um, pretty pretty damn good um just ticking along uh, obviously we're coming back to perth soon so i'm fucking buzzing for that um, because we also have our little paint and sip um so there are still tickets available if y'all want to come on down um it's also byo so those of you that have already bought tickets Please BYO, um, you will be getting a drink on arrival, um, but you can bring your drink of choice and some nibbles if you like. Um, So yeah, I just want to see you all there and we can celebrate because we're finalists now. Stop it,
1: stop <laughs> it. I'm so excited.
0: I know, but um, we just did a whole catch up, but we haven't sung our favourite song. No,
1: but so this week, I'm sorry, but I, I listened to the episode and there are some things I've scientifically followed up. So we must, okay. we must sing. But first, before we get into that, I need to tell you about my kitchen debacle. So, oh
0: God, yeah.
1: So Ricardo, who you all Ricardo. know about, who just fucking left me on scene. Anyway, so old mate tried to call him and yes. I was like, maybe you try call him. He answered yeah. first ring and he was like,
0: stop it hello
1: this is ricardo and Albert was like ricardo like where are you mate like we're just wanting a start date you haven't replied to jess and he was like how did you find me and we told him and he was like send me through your kitchen design and Olmet was like we, we've done that like you've been here you spent two hours here you finished designing the kitchen we have bought it we're ready yeah nothing he was like oh yes i'll start next friday just text me the dimensions of your tiles and I'll get back to you. So old mate got off the phone, text him everything. No reply. It's been another week. So anyway, <laughs> we've moved on. And we've found We've moved on. We found Norman.
0: Oh, bloody Norman.
1: And Norman is starting bulldozing my kitchen on the 23rd of October. We have a date. I might have a new kitchen when you get here.
0: I don't think you will, doll, because I come in on the twenty-seventh. Yeah, he's a quick. Who oh, do you reckon? <laughs> you can <sighs> knock it all down and put it all up in three days? I Maybe. Mean, was I oh, bloody Jesus? I don't
1: know. Anyway, so we've moved on. We've got Norman, but we've got a start date and that's exciting. So everybody. It's very exciting. Will, I'm
0: very excited for you. I will keep you
1: all up to date on the podcast. But yes, now it's time to sing. Let's sing before I get into my okay. scientific facts.
0: Okay. Okay. Because it's time for the Fun That was nice.
1: Stunning love your work that's really good okay so okay uh, go um, give me just a hot second while i open this so we spoke a few things last week which we weren't 100% sure of so i'm here so i'm here to tell you the truth so okay. you sister you spoke about how you think that you smell worse before yes. your period Yes. And I was like, is this true? So it turns out, like, everything your whole body odor. So I'm talking like your chotch, your pits, your bits, your naughty tits, all of the things. Yeah. Yeah. So it's because your pH changes and your estrogen levels increase. And that's why you stink more, right? Wild. <laughs> but it gets I better. That's right. But it gets yep. better. Go, go. So okay. apparently. <laughs>
0: I'm so excited. The smile on your face right now is giving me everything. Tell me. You know, tell me. Tell I'm me, telling tell
1: me. you how to fix it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, apparently according to this bloody website I found, it was like, just work a quarter of a teaspoon of nutmeg into your diet to detox your liver and break down the estrogen and you won't smell bad anymore.
0: <laughs> oh, get fucked. That can sit in the bin with fucking turmeric and pepper. No. That's... try
1: some nutmeg doll it could it could fix it
0: (laughs) no (laughs)
1: anyway you also said not only do you smell more but you said your sense of smell changes yes so i found that during your pre-menstrual week so like week four what happens is your plunging estrogen levels can make you like Uh, more annoyed like the pms symptoms more annoyed but also then like Uh therefore more overpowered by scents that you normally enjoy during like other weeks of your cycle it's because your estrogen drops again so it makes you more sensitive to like sensory input of like loud noises scratchy textures unpleasant tastes like you just become more hyper aware of it oh my god so how do you fix that you ask i knew you were going to ask me that so (laughs) there's one scent that actually helps ease of premenstrual symptoms that you should sniff during this week of your cycle. Okay. So apparently you should inhale lavender, right? Lavender. Wow. Yeah. For 10 minutes at a time to sit there and fucking waft some lavender. Because it reduces premenstrual anger, irritability and like the blues, according to some research by like biopsychosocial medicine or something. Okay. So like what happens is certain compounds in the lavender are absorbed Mm. through the membrane of your nasal passages and then they travel up to your brain and then they relax you and give you a mood-lifting effect to be able to tolerate some other smells a bit better. (laughs) So I'm not saying much. All I'm saying is nutmeg and lavender. All right? Nutmeg okay. and lavender. That's it. That's all
0: I'm going to say. Mm, sure. That is some holistic advice there, sister. Thank you. Nutmeg and lavender. Your life Should is Should I better do some now. yoga at the same time? I never, is that what we're saying? I never
1: said that. I'm just saying. It wasn't
0: me. Nut, I didn't say it. Nutmeg and I lavender. I'm trying to help you, you stinky, smelly bitch. <laughs> All right, well, I will try and remember to try some nutmeg next time I think I smell. Thank
1: you. Thank you. you that's welcome. all I Anytime. That's all I ask.
0: That's, that's some good updates. Thank you for checking those facts for you me. You're so
1: welcome. You're so welcome.
0: I really oh, appreciate actually,
1: that. actually, I've got
0: one more. Go for it. The floor is yours.
1: So, 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 we did have a little um, conversation around how the old egg moves into thy uterus, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, and you're like, it's the the little arms. They sweep it in. I was like, yeah, "Yeah." like your microvilli, which is definitely, like, not in your ovaries, definitely in your gut. But I was kind of like, those, like, hairy things, yeah? Yeah. Cilia is what the word we're going for. Yes. C-I-L-I-A. So what happens is, like, normally when the egg is released from the follicle on the ovary, the egg ends up in the fallopian tube near it and then it's moved along and down by little hairs called the cilia down into the uterus and then yeah,
0: yeah that's how things happen so i just like to
1: clarify it's not my life, so. <laughs> anyway
0: because everyone was fucking angry you know like oh. hey it's cilia Get your rather than right. bilia. <laughs> bilia. Yeah. well fact check cilia you cilia cilia you oh, silly Billy. Anyway. You silly, silly We're here. Well, What are we talking here. about? Tell me. Tell you. Well, this week we are going to talk about scoliosis.
1: Tell me a bit more. I have, did you know, mild scoliosis?
0: No, I didn't know. Oh, there
1: you go. I have an x-ray, well, I'll show you but well, it's I, not I have- as bad as yours so it's not a competition
0: but it's not a competition win. it's not a competition but if it was i'd fucking wipe the floor with you yeah. so um for those that don't know scoliosis is a name um given to a curvature of the spine so um and for those who are new i have also scoliosis um that was a little bit More severe than the usual, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, So, scoliosis um, can come on at any point in your life, which is bloody fantastic if you ask me. Uh, What a roulette. Um, But it can happen for no reason. People don't know why it happens. Um, It just does um and there's a type of scoliosis that is most common and that's when a lot of people become aware of it is during adolescence so it's during that growth period um from 10 to 16 um and it actually aff- it affects boys and girls um but it's most common in girls again they don't know why, um, and so there's. You wonder there's... if
1: oestrogen has a bit to play in all this, because it seems to be doing a lot of other bad things.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean maybe. Yeah. Who knows? But they haven't proved it yet. They or, haven't. Um, and it's normally like it out.
1: boys and girls can get it, but then in the tween teenage kind of time when you're growing, yeah. that's when females tend to get more severe scoliosis, and like males tend to stay the same curvature degree that they always were, kind of vibes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe you're onto something there in terms of the estrogen, because if it's adolescent, then that's when you're in your puberty years, that's when your hormone levels are raging. Yeah. So potentially. So with the adolescent, so it's called adolescent idiopathic scoliosis. Um And it's basically between at 10 to 18, actually, sorry, I was under aging people there um, but it affects four in a hundred children so it's actually relatively common if you think about it um, and a lot of people can get away with not having surgical intervention so 0.1% of scoliosis um, sufferers havers um, will actually require surgical intervention the rest of the time they can utilise management um, activities, so bracing, physio, chiro, uh, pain management, all that sort of stuff.
1: So that's super interesting because I read somewhere that 30% of significant scully will require a brace and 10% will require surgery. But I guess that's looking at significant scully, not like something like myself, which is probably on the lower end of significant
0: yeah. So where did I find it? I'm just trying to get it. It's one of the um, orthopedic um, websites, orthopedic um, associations. Yeah. I mean,
1: I guess it's just important to know, like, they can be super severe, which you are, and they can not yeah. be. And there is a range of treatments and symptoms and all of the things in between. It's, it's, yeah. There's a spectrum of scholarly.
0: There's always a spectrum of everything, isn't there, doll? So we have adolescence, which is one of them. That's the most common. Then there's also early onset scoliosis. So this is um, scoliosis that's diagnosed anywhere before the age of nine. So that's probably me. And often Um, kids
1: with um, cerebral palsy or muscular atrophy, muscular dystrophy, like SMA, all of those children often... Due to their comorbidities and their primary underlying disease process syndrome illness, that can Mm. secondarily cause a scoliosis.
0: Yeah, so that's another character um a category all by itself. So that's neuromuscular scoliosis. So it's scoliosis from all of those conditions that you said. So anything that affects the neuromuscular. Um so like you said, the um, spinal muscular atrophies, um, any of those sort of um, conditions will potentially cause the abnormal spinal curvature, um, and it can actually it can be really pronounced in p- patients and people with those um, neuromuscular conditions because of the impact of the muscular structure around the spine. Um, and then we have degenerative scoliosis. So. Just because you're not a child anymore doesn't mean that you're not going to get scoliosis because it's basically as you get older and your bone health decreases, um, you can also get scoliosis from that. So then you also see um, little old ladies and men where they're like hunched over, um, even though they potentially weren't like that as a middle-aged adult because their bone health degenerates gets worse and so the they crunch over and they also have um the arch where you're like hunching your shoulders over kyphosis yes so kyphosis is when you're like bending so your head's nodding down scoliosis is an s so s for scoliosis um so that's another type so that's degenerative and then there's the congenital one which is quite rare um so congenital scoliosis is um from birth so it can also be found in utero as well which is it's pretty rare um but you can sorry i heck? don't
1: know what's happening on my street today hey that's just an
0: obnoxious <laughs> bike rider <laughs> sorry about that um <laughs> it's okay i was like what the heck is happening um so yeah so there's the those types of scoliosis and then There's also different types of curves. So not only is there different types of scoliosis, there's also different types of curves. Do you know about the different types of curves, Jessica?
1: Tell me more. Do you go to the right, the left, down, up below? Where do you go? Look,
0: there is many a different choice of which way you want to go. So you obviously have a healthy, in inverted commas, spine, which is straight 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 up and down but there will be it's not like a pole straight there is obviously a natural curve to your spine because of the way we stand as human beings but the 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 quote unquote healthy is a straight up and down spine then you have the lumbar scoliosis now the lumbar Scoliosis is a curve at the base of your spine. So, just above your pelvis, that kind of section, that half of your spine would be a lumbar scoliosis, so a curve there. Then you can also have a thoracic scoliosis, which is the very top, so kind of n- just under your neck, so that top of your spine. Or then you can have the thorolumbar scoliosis, which is bang in the middle. Or you can have what I have and have the old combined. So the whole thing's fucking squiffy. Um, So for my one, I had the combined. So I had um, a curvature at the top, so in the thoracic, and then also in the lumbar. So it literally makes, on the the x-rays, an S in my spine. And on the curvatures, so where the spines spines curved, the vertebrae also rotated. So if you think about how a spine exists in a skeleton and how that spine is then attached to other things and has other things going into it, such as your nerves, your tendons, your muscles, your ribs. If you then twist them, (laughs) it could be pretty uncomfortable. And so the point of your spine is obviously to hold you up and hold you steady and al- allow you to move and, pro- and to protect your internal organs. So if you then think about curving that spine and then because of that, a domino effect, then impacting the things that are connected to it, such as your pelvis and your ribs, you then reduce the space that those organs which were quite comfortable before in a healthy spine, um, are now squished and restricted. And so that's kind of where the interventions need to come in is to avoid that discomfort and that restriction that can happen. Um, And that can happen throughout someone's life. So like I said before, not everyone will have surgery. Um, Not everyone's curvature gets as bad. Anyone's curve above 40 degrees, so one of the curves being greater than 40 degrees, lends yourself to getting surgical intervention. So they like to try and reduce the curve as much as possible. Obviously, they don't want to take you to surgery. Because the surgery is pretty big, it's um, taking metal rods and a bone graft and screws and fusing it to your spine and straightening it. So naturally, when you're working so close to the spine, there is certain high-end risks when you're having that type of surgery because you are working close to the spinal cord and all of the nerves and whatever else. So it's, it's, not, a, it's not a quick and easy, in and out, Bob's your uncle kind of job. It's quite an in-depth one. So they don't wanna put you through that unless you really have to. So they will try and put some interventions in place before that and they also theoretically would like to do that surgery after puberty because we also want to allow people to grow um to enable them to develop in a healthy way and then once you've stopped growing it will cause less um discomfort because you're not stopping your spine from growing one thing i did hear the other day is um And again, this may not be true because it it was from the very reliable source, TikTok. Um, But apparently, you're not supposed to have growing pains. As a child? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely did. So I'm not sure. I can't comment on that. That will have to be a fun fact follow up for next week. Well,
0: no, sister. So it would make sense if you did because apparently unless you have a form of connective tissue disorder apparently you're not you don't have growing pains oh so the idea that your bones hurt your body hurts as you're growing apparently that's not that's not normal
1: my knees used to hurt so much when i was growing yeah
0: my i i just remember being in pain yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah i saw that video and i was like huh Wow. Is that true? Wow. So is there people out there that didn't have growing
1: pains? That is a great question. I will put it on the story and we will ask the people.
0: Yeah, we I need ask. to know that because I I need to know if I'm the odd one, you know?
1: Yeah, same. I guess also talking about like scoliosis and you're talking about this curve in your spine I guess if you look at someone, like, how could you tell someone has scully? Like, what are some of those symptoms? We talk about the pain and the discomfort and this 40 degrees. But I guess what does that look like to someone? I guess we talk about, you know, uneven shoulders, which I know that if you stand straight, sham would have probably Hmm. not obvious to the naked eye. But if you really look, people often have uneven shoulders or one shoulder blade. That's definitely more prominent than the other or an yep. uneven waist so a higher yep. waist on one side um one yep. hip higher than the other or like a yep. rib cage popping on one side that's not really on the other or a more prominence when bending forward on like one side of the back that really bulges mm. when you bend forward so i guess there's some like little things that you could maybe see if you're looking at a friend or family or yourself or yeah to, to notice it
0: Yeah, so when people um, have children and they notice, like, if they bend down to touch their toes or they're in the bath and they lean forward, what can happen is because of the spinal uh, column being um, not straight, it then forces the muscles around it to work harder or less. And so that whole idea that um, your shoulder blade sticks out it's due to bulking of that muscle so for me my left shoulder is way out comparatively to my right shoulder blade Um, and that's from how my curve is is the compensation mechanism of that muscle around my spine it works harder and so the right side is weaker and gets tired so the left side does all the hard work and that's where that kind of um, bulking out comes from but what there is now is amazing physios that are specialized in scoliosis and they can actually train a person to reduce their curve themselves it's amazing which isn't it with through, blows my fucking mind through
1: exercise and rehab and prehab and like all of the yeah. things and stretching it's amazing and like often in turn i guess if you're a little bit more on the significant side but not significant enough to require surgery then they would incorporate like you said a brace which you'll tell us everything in a minute but like at Mm. the moment now I guess the common type of brace is normally made from like a plastic or a fiberglass and it's like contoured to conform the body and it's almost invisible now under clothes I guess and it kind of fits Mm. under the arms around the rib cage and lower back and hips and When I went to high school, there was a a beautiful gal who I went to school with who wore a purple butterfly brace under her school uniform every day. And that was just what she did to prevent surgery. And I guess so most of these braces, though, it's a little bit like if you wear Invisalign or retainers, you know, in order for them to be effective, you have to wear them up to almost 16 hours a day. So the brace's effectiveness obviously increases by how compliant you are with it. So children who wear them, you can normally participate in most activities um, mm. and have very few restrictions. But I guess if you want to take it off to participate in sports or swimming or, or you know conduct sports, whatever, you can take it off. But you just have to really remember to be diligent in the hours that you wear it. And then mm. once um, there's no further changes to your height in growth Normally girls stop growing at about 14, boys maybe at 16. That's when, once the spine is stabilised, then we, you talk about reducing the hours and length and time that which you have to wear the brace for. And then I guess mm. the surgery, which again, you'll tell us your story, but I guess there are different surgical options. So you can either have a spinal fusion where you connect two or more of those bones in the spine together, those vertebrae together so that they can no longer move independently. Um, and like a piece of bone like material is kind of placed between, and then there's you know hooks and rods and all of those things that hold the, the spine straight. Whereas if yours is significant enough now due to increased technology and what we know and medical advances, now what we do, we do them all the time at work. I care for these kids all the time. We put in expanding rods. So if the scoliosis is progressing rapidly at a young age, what we would do is attach a rod either side of the spine and they're expandable. So they adjust as the child grows. So they're they're lengthened as the child grows, I guess. Yeah, Um, that's
0: honestly the coolest thing. It is, hey. Like, it's so fucking cool. Yeah,
1: it's definitely an option that's not been around for long when we look at someone like our age and your own experience, mm. but it's definitely a very cool thing to do. Um then yeah. I read this other thing about vertebral body tethering but I don't know how often that's done but it's where like through small incisions screwed are placed along the outside of the edge of the spine and then a flexible cord is kind of threaded through those screws and then when the cord's tightened the spine kind of straightens a bit. Wow. Um, and so as the child grows the spine might even straighten even more but I don't know how often that that's done that's definitely not something in my nursing career that we do we always do expandable rods like that's just um like best practice but other places might do elsewhere or you might know someone who's had a different experience but yeah crazy hey
0: yeah that is honestly that's really really cool um because yeah so like Jess said my experience in terms of Bracing and surgical intervention is obviously from a long time ago. I'm now 31. So I've been in, I was diagnosed with scoliosis at the age of 18 months, um, which we've spoken about before when I had the um, x-ray done um, when they found out that I had um, my diaphragmatic hernia. Anyway, story for another day. Um, so I've been in a plaster Paris, which is what's what the um, braces were made of back in my day. Um, they were made of plaster Paris, um, and so I've been in a. I was in a brace from the age of eighteen months up until I had my surgery. Um, and how long as... was
1: that? How many years is that? How long was that?
0: So that was nine years.
1: How long were you in the brace
0: for? A day. All day.
1: So back then they weren't, like we were like the same these adjustable
0: take on take yeah, off Yeah. So the just at the end of my time in bracing so just before my surgery I think maybe a year a year or two um, before I um, had my surgery they brought in the ones that you could take off um, like the the plastic ones um and then as i got older actually they had um they still were plaster paris but i was able to take them off so but you had to like kind of pry it open and then just slide out the middle like you couldn't fully open it like a book because it was made of plaster fucking paris like you couldn't move the fucker so (laughs) i was just i would like unclip it it was like um you know that like a like a the ties that you have on a backpack you know when you pull it to get it to lift the backpack up it was them and you'd have to pull it as tight as you could to like bring the sides together it was like a corset but shit and so you'd unclip it and then you'd like pry yourself out and as a kid there was nothing like the freedom of taking that cast off like taking your bra off after a long day on crack it was honestly the best fucking feeling and um they could not get me back in it once they took me out because they would I, I think i used to have to have it on i'm gonna say 23 hours minimum so i used to get like an hour break um which would be to like shower at that time like later in my life whereas when i first had the cast i couldn't take it off So I couldn't have a shower. I couldn't go swimming. I couldn't really have a proper bath. I had to have a bath that just filled the bottom of the bath because you can't get the plaster Paris wet. Um, and so I was bathed by flannel for quite a few years, um, and had to have my hair washed over the sink or the bath, um, because I couldn't get the thing wet. Um, so, yeah, but I, I wore a brace for a lot of my childhood. Uh, luckily, I lived in England, um, so it wasn't as hot as it is here. Um, but it also, you know, it got pretty hot in the summer and we didn't really have air con. Um, so I used to sit naked at home with this plaster parasol on with my feet in a bucket of water and then a flannel, cold flannel on my neck, just to try and keep cool. Um But the idea was with a brace is that it's to grow you straight um, to reduce the curve um, and to stop it curving even more. Um, I don't know what happened with mine because it just progressively got worse. Um, So maybe it was pointless (laughs) thinking about it back then. Um, But what's interesting is as a child, obviously I was 18 months old, to have a plaster Paris cast put on, you have to sit still for a long time right and so as an 18 month old and I don't know if this is common practice now but I used to have to go under general anesthetic so I would go and get my plaster Paris changed every I can't remember if it was like three months or six months I'd have to ask dad about that they surely um, wouldn't
1: leave you in the same plaster for that long
0: surely I it, not. what three months six
1: months no way surely not
0: I don't know, I don't know. Papa I'd have to Cannon, check. Where
1: are yeah, Papa, I did.
0: I did message him, but he hasn't messaged me back. He's probably busy. Um, so I used to have to go under GA, um, and then I'd wake up with a new plaster Paris. Um, so I, I used to be in and out of hospital all the time, um, just to get these bloody things put on. And um, unfortunately, it didn't work. And at the age of eight, um, my curve, my S curve, um, one of the curves got to 78 degrees. Um, So if anyone's ever looked at a protractor or angles, um, you have your 90 degree angle um, and mine was 78. So round it up to 80. So nearly It's pretty close to 90. Um, So it's not great. Um, And so they, unfortunately...
1: how tall you would have been if you had a straight
0: spine. Dude, dude. You would be huge. So not only are my parents pretty tall, like both my mum and dad are pretty tall. Um, And obviously with my fans as well, you are a little bit taller. So I had my surgery when I was eight. And so they obviously have to fuse your spine together. At the point of surgery, I would have been taller post-surgery than when I went in because they're taking your curved spine and straightening it. So you actually gain a couple of centimeters by going up. Um, So I have not grown since then. In that my legs have grown, but my torso has not grown since then. Um, And so my actual body is uh, not deformed, deformed is the wrong phrase, anatomically incorrect in that the way that my ribs go into my hips, but I don't have a waist. Because the spine was fused at such a young age, which is why they normally wait till after puberty so that you can grow, you can develop, you can develop hips, you develop a waist, blah, blah, blah. Um, So I don't have that.
1: Imagine how hard. I mean, you don't want to have children, but imagine how hard it would be for you to have to carry children.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like what like, space?
1: There is no space. Where
0: are they going? Yeah, I can barely eat a big meal with a tight bra on, let alone have a baby mm. inside me. Like the, the, I don't know where they'd fit. They would. I honestly don't know where they'd fit. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's pretty hectic. How, um, the time that I spent in my casts and post surgery, that I've kind of forgotten. Because I was looking through my medical letters for something and um, I found ones from like my childhood and I was reading them. And, you know, after you've gone for an outpatient appointment, they write a summary of like, I saw Sean today in the clinic. She looks great, pink, flushed, breathing, you know, all of that stuff. And then it talks about what they've discussed in the appointment. Every single appointment, it talks about me complaining about having back pain. I can't remember having back pain. How weird is that? I
1: think that's called trauma, (laughs) though. One would think that would be a trauma response. One would think,
0: "Mm, yes, yes, maybe, maybe. But, yeah, so, um, which is also one of the symptoms of scoliosis, which I find fucking hilarious, is that having a curved spine can cause back pain. Who would have thought it? Really? I just thought I had a giggle to myself. I was like, no, of course, of course it does. So obviously the physical impacts are, it can restrict your breathing because you're basically crushing your lungs. It can also restrict your muscle mobility because your spine is curved and it means that your muscles can't develop as they should, or they overdevelop because they're compensating. You also get back pain, obviously. Um, something is curved when it shouldn't be and it's in a place that it shouldn't be and it's being put under stress in a way that it shouldn't be. So it is going to have a painful impact. Not only are there physical um, symptoms, obviously anatomically you look different, like Jess said, around your shoulders, your hips, your head is also off-center. The psychological impact that it can have is pretty massive so you have to then you have to deal with having a brace, which people are, have an issue with having braces on your teeth. And that is very, very common, let alone having a physical brace on your body that makes you look different. Yes, you can wear them under your clothes, but, you know, it's still there. You can still see it. Um, for me, mine was a plaster paris. So I stuck out like a sore thumb um, and I had to buy bigger clothes to fit over it. And like um, you
1: can't, psychologically can't participate in, you know, like school swimming and like yep. all of those things. Like it's huge yep. psychologically. You're all cautious of how you dress, what you wear, yep. like full on. Yep,
0: yep, yeah, absolutely. And even as a child, I remember going to like Disneyland or um, back in the UK, there's a place called Butlins, which is like... I wish they had Butlins here. Um, So, for all my UK listeners, I went to Butlins and it's basically like Disney, but English and shitter. Um, But people um, go around and like there's music and circus and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, there's always like kids' discos. And I remember being there and wanting to play and um you know dancing with the they're called red coats because they all wear a red coat um and one of them wanted to like lift me up in the dancing and then he grabbed like obviously this was consented um he grabbed my waist to try and lift me up and then felt that i had a plaster paris and panicked And then it then had to have this like awkward conversation with him and my parents and me being like, just lift me up. Like all the other kids when obviously he's never seen a kid with this type of brace before, um, and doesn't know how to react. And so you then become, you already feel very different. You then look different and then you get treated differently as well. And so it is a huge impact psychologically. And then as well for, The adolescence, your body image is so important at that time. You are developing, you're trying to figure out who you are, what you look like. And then you have your shoulders or your shoulder blades or your ribs or your hips sticking out where others aren't. And so you can feel really self-conscious. And if you have a curve that is on the moderate to severe side, that doesn't go away you can obviously reduce it with all of those physios. And our friend um, from work, Jess, her daughter has reduced her curve significantly by doing this sort of exercises, yeah, which yeah. I just find so amazing. Um, but that's always going to be there. And so you then have to continually develop and strengthen yourself to reduce that, but also to just embrace the fact that this is your body and um, and, you know, Princess uh, Eugenie from, the, um, from England, she had scoliosis. But I spoke about it before. Um, and she's always been proud of her back and her scar and how her shoulders are. And I must admit, I don't like seeing my back because of how weird it looks to me. Um, so I really struggle with that luckily it's behind me and I really look at the back of me but in photos I, s- I can see how obvious the scoliosis is to me um, and I think as well in for uh, being a woman um, your neck and shoulders for some reason is this really feminine image in your body and It's supposed to be elegant and, you know, streamline and whatever else, and mine's not. And I think that takes me aback a bit. And as well, I don't know, it just makes you feel a little bit less sexy, I guess, because you're a little bit crooked. Um, So, yeah, so it it, it does impact psychologically as well. Um, But can say that I'm... I'm grateful for having the surgery when I did because I do enjoy breathing. I wish, I wish I didn't have it when I did because I wish I had grown before they did it. Yeah. And obviously, you know, we wish extendable rods was
1: a thing back then. Like that would have been a game changer.
0: Yeah. It would have been huge. And I was eight. I'm now 31. So what's that? What's that math? Eight to two is ten. Ten to thirty is twenty-two. Twenty-three, 23 years ago. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was like, "How long is she going to take to get there?" Oh, she's here. I'm by it. Thank
0: you. How did you work that out then, so fast?
1: Um, how did I? Do what was that? You? Show
0: me your workings. I Show did, me your workings.
1: Uh thirty take eight is twenty-two plus one is twenty-three.
0: Thirty take eight.
1: Twenty-two plus one because you're
0: thirty-one. It's three, two, three, three, three. Oh, that's a difficult way to work that out. That hurt my head thinking about it, <laughs> even though you explained it. Shit. I didn't know <laughs> what you were doing. I
1: was like, ah, she's <laughs> lost me.
0: Mine makes way more sense than yours. Just saying. Oh well. Ha. <laughs> huh? Oh well. Um. But yeah. So that's scoliosis that from is. my end. And thank you. Do you have any more fun facts for me?
1: No. Oh no. Not really. I just want to say thanks to you for sharing your experience because like you said we trauma block and trauma dump and uh you probably have blocked a lot of that so talking about it again is probably a lot you know might bring up some of the feels I cannot take my hats off to you could not at all imagine living in a box for that many years like that would have been Mm. so hard I mean not that it's the same but it's quite similar like I don't even know if we could do a podcast episode on it because it just sounds dumb. But I, I, similar to your back, I had the worst teeth ever. So like Mm. ever, 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 ever. Like as in I had a really terrible overbite and I, from the age of seven, started Mm. wearing stuff to try and correct that. So at a young age, you don't see many seven-year-olds now with things going on. Um, yeah. And when I was in year three, I got put um, a, a plate on the top of my mouth, which kind of there was a big like big metal plate from the level of my teeth. So I could never put my tongue into the roof of my mouth. It was just one flat. Mm. So I kind of felt like a bulldog with my tongue hanging out kind of vibe. Um, and every night, mum or dad would have to turn a screwdriver. It was like oh, a little yeah. blue screwdriver three times. Um, to try and unwind my very narrow top jaw. But Mm. things progressed and then I ended up like the chick on Finding Nemo. Um, And I wore a head brace for two years, a full-on metal halo head brace um, with a big metal brace that came out the front of my face. And then because I wanted it to look a little bit jazzy, a um, denim strap uh, to pull back the metal face (laughs) bit. Yeah, cute. 90s vibe um (laughs) and I wore that for two years and like you know it was the same kind of thing like when I went to a sleepover we'd go to bed and I'd look like a freak I'd have to put this Mm. metal head brace on and I look so different and then this continued all the way so when I was in like year eight and year nine so now I'm 14 15 at this time Mm.
0: it's not cool is it no
1: I wore this like retainer which my bottom jaw had to come forward and click in to the top oh. so I, I could never answer questions in your nine and ten at school and I'd be asked questions and I'd be like, like, I couldn't talk. I'd have to talk with my yeah. mouth shut and everyone's like, she is – something is wrong with her. Yeah. And I'd have yeah. to pull this huge – and obviously because I wanted to look jazzy, I got it purple glitter so it kind of looked like I was a rugby <laughs> player with purple glitter fucking teeth. But I would have to pull this whole, like, golf tennis ball looking thing at my gob to talk. And then it progressed. And then, you know, I was the kid at the ball with braces and all of that stuff. But like, I know it's nothing similar, but just having to look different to not be able to fit in, to have to explain yourself all the time, to not want to participate in sleepovers or things like that. And, you know, I'm sure your parents probably would say the same as my parents would, that we just kind of took it in our stride. And maybe that's why we are who we are today. And like,
0: yeah. I just
1: kind of embraced it, never complained, just did it. Embraced it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now, like I'm a psycho. Like every time old mate goes to night shift, I wear my retainer still because I've got PTSD and don't want bad teeth. Um, yeah, but like, I don't know, I think m- maybe that's a credit to who we are and maybe that whole background and trauma has just made us stronger, but like, it was a pretty yep. big thing to go through and like, you know, look, yeah. nursing kids who are seven and eight now, I'm like, oh, they're so little. And then I think about how yeah. much we went through and I'm like, Whoa, yeah, that's a lot. Whoa. That's an awful lot. Yeah.
0: No wonder. Yeah. It's, um, it's honestly at the time you just like get on with it. Right. Um, but it's looking back and you're so right looking after kids that are that age going through something weird, like remotely similar like far out man that's, that's young that's hard it's tough that's tough. young and then seeing their parents now as the adult looking at their parents who were a similar age to Us. our parents yeah, at yeah. the time being like how the fuck are you dealing with that and then I think to my back to my parents be like that would have been full on again also 20 something years ago like it's medicine is not what it what it was then it's way better now and it's still not great now but it's definitely better um so yeah i mean it, it, i guess it's just a testament to the people that we had around us and then the 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 professionals that we had with us speaking of my doctor my pediatrician orthopedic pediatrician had major scoliosis to the point that she was a literal hunchback like she was bent over as she walked and I thought that that was really bad marketing because she had really bad scoliosis I
1: hope mine's (laughs) a little bit better after
0: all of this well, do you know what she used to say to me? She like, if you don't wear your brace, Sean like you're going to end up like me. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it, you know, it did kind of work. Yeah, I guess um, so. But it also made me, during the bracing, it made me very scared of the saw. You know, the Plaster Paris saw drill. That was the first time I remember ever having a panic attack was when they tried to cut the brace off with the Plaster Paris Like saw. a
1: circular saw coming at you. I mean, I can understand yeah. sister. I'd be yeah, traumatised too.
0: But, you know, anyone that does work in um, medicine or ED or, you know, plastics or ortho, the Plaster Paris gun, the drill thing, the saw, it's none of those things I just said, it's a saw, they do the whole, it doesn't cut you, and then they like bzzz on, its, on your skin and it doesn't cut you. I don't know how that works. I don't understand that science, but it doesn't cut you, right? You can do as much performance as you want in front of me as a four-year-old Sean. You're not getting that sore anywhere near my throat because if you think about it, the way the plaster Paris was, it was literally at my collarbone down to my hip, like down to my um, groin. So they have to come in and there's no like, it's across my whole body. They've got to come in like right underneath my chin to cut this thing. I'm four years old and you're bringing a... A a saw at me. A whirring saw at me. And you just want me to chill. Uh, It's going to be a solid no from me, babes. So they, bless them now, thinking back, those poor nurses, they had to use the the old school plaster Paris scissors and fucking elbow like in cutting it through and it probably took 30 minutes to cut that fucking thing off. And it would have taken five with the saw. Um, but yeah, I, there was no way that was thing coming anywhere near me. Fair enough. Fair
1: enough.
0: Yeah. But you know what? It was actually very enjoyable experience. And I think this is why I really enjoy warm towels. Like when you go for a massage is because when you, when you sit there, to put up the plaster Paris on, they put like a tubey grip on your body. Like, so you're naked, you're naked, And then they put a tubey grip on your body, like a, a bandeau dress. And then you, they cut your arms out. Um, and then they put the warm, it's really warm plaster Paris on you. And they just slap it on like a art project at school. And then they mold it to you. And it's a really therapeutic time. But then you have but to But then sit you're stuck them. in it for months. Yeah, I mean, that's not a good part. But um, the putting it on was great. And then the one way I could never take it off, I could only take it off when they cut it off, when they, like, released me, I felt like I was spaghetti. And I couldn't, like, I had no core because I'd just been kept up by this thing all the time. So when they used to take me out, I used to like just flop on the table, and Dad had to like prop me up a bit because I was just like this loosey goosey little baby Sean um, spilling out of her cast. Bless her,
1: little spaggy Sean,
0: little baby Sean, um, but baby Sean. Um, but yeah, so you know, scoliosis—it's not that bad, really. I mean, I haven't given it a great pitch. Um, <laughs> wouldn't. <laughs> look if you have it it's not the end of the world is what i'm saying but also it's okay don't
1: recommend
0: would not recommend t- if you had the choice don't pick it um or if you do pick it pick the lesser don't go for the combo like i did the left right good night you know it's not the one but what i'll do is i'll I'll put some of the x-rays up on um the instagram so you guys can have a look have a squiz of the hardware that i've got in me body um but yeah, so scoliosis, it's more common than you think. You can fix yourself if you do your exercises. Um, and now medicine's crazy because they have expandable poles that they can put in your spine, which I think is fucking cool. Wild. Absolutely wild. And if Papa Gannon has any updates between now and next week, I'll do a fun fact follow-up because I'm sure I've got some of the facts wrong um because i do uh frequently so yeah sister sister i think do you have any more fun facts for me for scoliosis i don't
1: my love i don't i think we should hop to questions and quotes
0: wonderbar do you have any questions for me my
1: question for you is more i hope you do something nice for yourself after this episode but what are you gonna do nice to just unwind after a big ep
0: well i am going to snuggle up with zachary on the, oh my god he'll hate that i've called him zachary I know, I just, don't I just tell him a bit um sorry um i'm gonna snuggle up on the sofa with my man um and zach because <laughs> Nanox there um and we're probably going to watch a movie it's late night here it's 9 30 it's late night um, and then hopefully go to bed. So Gorgeous. I do have something exciting happening tomorrow though. What are
1: you
0: doing? I'm going on a friend date, oh, yes. a friend blind date. Yes yep. yes. yep. So, um, I follow a Instagram page, um, that is all about, um, it's date nights in Adelaide. It's by, um, a lovely lady called Riley. And basically I've conned her into catching up for a coffee. So we're doing it. I feel like it's a blind date. It's really weird. I'm like nervy, but excited. Um, so yeah, I'll be doing that. So I'll give you guys an update next week on how that goes.
1: Do you have any questions for me?
0: Um, I do have a question for you.
1: Yeah, go on.
0: With your life at the moment being very controlled and very clinical and focused on bettering yourself to improve your chances of having a little baby what is a gem that you can add in that will give you some joy in in amongst all of that
1: what's something i can add
0: yeah because you're taking a lot of stuff away right now right Mm. like what's something that you can add that will not just medically benefit you, if ever, if at all, just for you, for your joy?
1: I think I think honestly for me, I think because I'm like super social, for me it's just about like making sure I make the time to do nice things with people. Like today yeah. I had like the most lovely brunch with the girls and like that was really nice and really filled me up and last night we did date night and that was really, really nice. And I think mm. at the moment even just... Yes, all my health and control stuff. But, you know, I'm stressing about the kitchen and sorting stuff out. There's always on the go, on the go, on the go. I've got like 10,000 study days I need to run at work and like that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. I just, you know, the job interview last week. I'm like, I just need to stop and make sure that every day I just have my moment. And old mate's really good. Like, we'll go to bed and he'll be like, what are three things you're grateful for today? And like, I think it's just recentering and doing that and just spending time with people that I really care about. I think that's the most important yeah. thing for me.
0: Yeah, because life can kind of get away with us. Yeah, this, eh? yeah, for sure. Especially when we're like highly motivated yes. people.
1: And we need to book these can... goddamn flights. Ah, I'm so excited. And I need to oh. sort someone to cover my shifts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We should <laughs> future bo- us problems. future us problem, but let's aim by next week when we record that we will have booked the flight.
0: I, yeah, I like That's that. That can goal. be our, That's our our homework. Our homework.
1: Anyway, our do you homework. have a quote, my love?
0: Yes, I do. Um, it's just a little daily reminder. Don't let your mind bully your body.
1: Beautiful. I love that. What a lovely little too. synopsis.
0: Yeah. So nice.
1: Love that. Mine's similar on the same kind of train. A little bit longer because classic. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's, it is. Did you know that there are so many people who are proud of you? Did you know that there are so many people who care about you? Did you know that there are so many people who want good things for you? Did you know that there are so many people who believe in you? Did you know that there are so many people who love you unconditionally? And did you know that one of them should be you?
0: I love that. Oh, that brought a tear to my eye. Yeah. Yeah. Stop it. It's a reminder
1: to just be kind to yourself and like, you tell everybody I'm sure everyone's the same you always give the best to everybody around you but make sure you're doing the same for you
0: yeah that literally made me cry
1: that's really nice isn't it it's so beautiful yeah so you should be one of them definitely should be one of them You, yeah. of them. Right you girlfriend. fucking set, Stop it. set her off now Blah.
0: don't cry crying's for the week. <laughs> <Don't, laughs> just undo everything we've spoken about don't listen to this
1: podcast ever then <laughs>
0: oh my god alright well on that note now I can stop crying Um, we (coughs) hope you have (laughs) a A fabulous week take care bye